we made it. We did it. Uh, you're listening to Scary Stories from Camp Roanoke. My name is Katie Wiggins. My name is Morgan Driscoll. And this is a podcast where we tell each other true scary stories. I hope you all had a wonderful Halloween. Um, I hope it was... Uh, yeah, New York was fucking wild. Or so I hear. I barricaded myself in pretty much the whole night because I had a stressful afternoon. And then I was like, I, I need to like recoup, recover from that for hours. So I just made a pie from scratch. <gasps> what kind of pie? I know. I, it was So the top half is pumpkin pie. The bottom half is cheesecake. <gasps> I know, bitches. I fucking know. And... Yum. <laughs> <laughs> And I made this, the, I literally got home from work, got out of the subway station and went straight to the grocery. I walked straight nice. to the grocery store from there and I was like, I'm going to go get some evaporated milk and some pumpkin and some <laughs> butter and I'm going to make it happen, guys. Because uh, that's how I like, that's how I get out of my head as I get into the kitchen. Hell yeah. Uh, so I, I made this pie and it was awesome. And that's then awesome. Ian got home and then we just like, pretty sure we just watched Bob's Burgers. It wasn't even that Halloweeny, I, but we've been watching so many Halloweeny things. We've for been prepping so long. for a long time. <laughs> Literally, like my whole life, like yeah. I watched Hocus Pocus when we were in sale or when we were in upstate New York, and it was gorgeous and perfect. And I had already pretty much watched all the other because we watched so many Stephen King movies. Yeah. And Ugh. I don't know. What about you? I so I went to work, and my cube was the only thing Halloween at all happening. <laughs> Nobody dressed up. Nobody did anything. Usually people what will buy food hell? or something. Nothing happened at all. What I didn't. The hell? It was so Why sad. Why are you not head of the party planning committee? Well, I'm the party planning committee, but the lady who's supposed to like okay things, decorating around the office and stuff, has been out all month because they're hiring. So it's it's been a thing. Christmas is gonna be a different story. But I rolled up with my obnoxious fake lashes and i did like a candy corn eye makeup so i i did i did something at least oh thank god for you morgan bringing holiday cheer to the fucking (sighs) i was gonna say some very harsh words about where you work (laughs) and where a lot of people work but i'm like you know where the the just like forgotten people just like gather around their fire pits under the overpass that is corporate america Mm -hmm. Um, Cut to me <laughs> getting to my office at eight in the you morning, know, plugging in my string lights, going today's the day. <laughs> yeah, spruce up this um, cellar of darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'm sure it's you're off. I'm sure it's. Fine. I had trick or treaters, um, and they were cute. <gasps> Yay! Yeah, they were all. They didn't really go hard with the costumes but they made up for it in enthusiasm and the families like people asked (laughs) to take pictures with us because it was like i guess it was such a big deal i got my hand shook by a father it was so sweet it was so and we were just two stupid penguins it was awesome (laughs) oh that's amazing what was fun for me was that I dressed up in my costume right at the beginning of the day Hell because yeah. I was going to pick up the girl that I babysit from her school and I kind of wanted to embarrass her. Uh, see, I'm really easing into this like parenting role. I'm like, Hell embrace yeah. the idea of making her cringe. So, and I dressed as uh, Princess Diana, like a casual Princess Diana, mm-hmm. full late 80s casual Princess Diana. And I did my hair all perfect. I had a tiara, had some nice earrings going. And, but when I got on the train at about 2.45 is when I leave for work. I know that's... Um, what a hard life. <laughs> yeah, hard life. I'm living out here. I had pie for breakfast and I hung out for hours, recuperating from nothing. I was recuperating from nothing and I still gave myself pie for breakfast and was just like, you just sit in and watch TV for a while. You deserve it. You had a stressful 30 minutes yesterday, even though that was five o'clock yesterday. You hey. still really need to recuperate. I'm like emotionally still like hungover. Oh. Um but I, so I was the only, it was like me and like one girl with like a full skeleton makeup. Like, yeah. And then like a bunch of commuters. It was so I appreciate I appreciate people who are like, I'm going to do what I want. I don't care what anyone else does. I love that. No, I was going to do that. Just like, well, and also like, I wasn't sure if I was going out that night. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I got to get a Halloween pick doing something. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I have this tiara and here we go. There you go. Um, 
so yeah it, i mean it was a fun halloween for the books <laughs> <laughs> i hope everyone out there listening had a fun time dressed up did some spooky shit mm, um yeah new york goes wild for halloween it goes insane i, I kind of wanted to avoid the whole mess Oh, I bet. Um, oh, and it's weird because in New York you have so much pressure to enjoy yourself and to go crazy. It's like some like somebody in like Des Moines does isn't like Not looking out their out their window with like people like like young people just like piling outside and like in the subways and everyone's wearing costumes. Oh it's crazy. God. Like you're, it's like you're surrounded by like Party Central all the time, and you're just like ugh. Stressful. I don't want to have to be a part of this, but everybody's going to post on Instagram about it. So Yeah. But then literally a week passes and no one gives a yeah. fucking shit about what the hell you did. So it's like, yeah. okay. <laughs> oh, anyway. Um, I'm going to do what I do always when I feel the need to recuperate. Scare I me? go to the... <laughs> <laughs> Terrify Morgan. <laughs> I make Morgan uncomfortable. Um, no, <laughs> yes. I I go to I go to the British Isles. Oh, of course. I feel of I don't course. know if I had a past life there or something. You had to I have. probably I probably had like seventeen past lives there because I I feel extremely comfortable. Or maybe seventeen past lives where you really wanted to live there and be there. <laughs> <laughs> seventeen past lives I where I was where I was sitting at a book going. <laughs> I bet I had a past life in it. And then just like it goes to like me in Italy in 1694 looking over a scroll like, man, I bet I would love England. <laughs> That's so everything. I have a I have a so many years of longing. Um, what a legacy. It is truly a what a profound legacy and then i finally i think the the soul world threw me a bone and gave me the name Catherine wiggins <laughs> and was like, like oh if you, you love if you love england so much see what you do with this <laughs> and i'm like ew thank you exactly what i wanted but then i'm like but i don't i don't want to age like the british and they were like let's make her mom italian there and you I'm go like, bless thanks <laughs> um <laughs> Oh, the poor Brits have cooled out for their poor aging. It will be swift and terrible. I won't apologize or try to sugarcoat that. Anyway, so we're uh, specifically we're going to Ireland, um, and we're we're going to. I've mentioned this before. Uh, not these. We're we're going to haunted castles of Ireland. Uh, I have mentioned that right. Uh, I've mentioned this this documentary before, but I haven't gone into real detail, and I only did one story, I think, in like the second episode, which I like didn't research, so don't listen to that. And I've, I've I've honestly considered just like just like oh lost, lost that one in the archives. <laughs> I don't know what to do about it. but then I listened to like other famous podcasts and like early early in their like early on in their episodes they say like terrible things like sexist homophobic oh. terrible things and then they eventually grow through like four or five years mm -hmm. but I'm like but they leave that up should I just leave this up yeah. and I'm like but when people first listen to our podcast sometimes they start at one and I'm like don't do that don't. <laughs> Anyway, um, I remember feeling like it was well researched. So it was not. Uh, I I was trying to go. This honestly, <laughs> this upsets me so deeply to reveal. Um, I was trying to. I was trying. I thought that I knew the story so well that of course I would be able to just say it, and mm -hmm. I just couldn't. <laughs> I thought. <laughs> That's okay. I've definitely watched an episode of Rescue Mediums, gotten to the very, very end, like a minute before the credits, and then went, oh, I already talked about this. <laughs> I had a little bit of doubt the whole time, but not enough to justify stopping. <laughs> so many of those episodes are so similar. I know. Oh, my God. oh but I love it. I love Rescue Mediums. Okay, so okay, just so ignore... 
the episode two and uh and come ride it couldn't have been like episode 13 it couldn't have been episode 25 it had to be literally the second one where after the first one they're like oh i like this maybe i'll give it another shot and then it's like no fuck you fuck you (laughs) so (laughs) so i'm 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 making amends we can redo episode two um I'll be telling you this. Okay, this is me redoing episode two for you cool. because I've done some. It's a, I've I've done no research, but I've taken diligent notes. There you go. Okay, okay. I even changed the font back to Times New Roman because I have no business with Calibri, and I don't understand why they want me to embrace minimalism because I never will. So, Castle Ghosts of Ireland. God. It's a documentary. It's an hour long. They have one for every single aisle. They have it for Castle Ghosts of England, Castle Ghosts of Wales, Castle Ghosts of Ireland, Castle Ghosts of Scotland. Uh, Castle Ghosts of Ireland is particularly upsetting. Uh, in se- Oh, no, actually, I think every single one has its own little special place in young Katie's very frail heart. Um, this is the one. Uh, Castle Ghosts of Ireland features Lep Castle, which had the elemental that the image of that fucked me up for a decade and then castle ghost of wales has this special dog that really upsets me and then i think castle ghost of scotland has a baboon that really oh baboons are concerning yeah and a ghost baboon is even worse oh god what business does it have no (laughs) one one day you'll know and i'll tell you okay so um, i don't know if i want to (laughs) so the 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 um the narrator of this documentary was made in, I think, 1995, like all amazing things, including myself. Uh, and and the host is this like older British man. He looks like a little aristocratic, definitely upper class by his accent. And um, and he he wears like tweed and buttoned down with like a very high necked sweater on top of that. And then the tweed on top. He's amazing. Yeah, he his name is Robert Hardy. He's excellent. He's my hardy boy. Um, and and he starts out this with, um, if you don't believe in ghosts, a visit to Ireland might change your mind. A word of warning. What you see could disturb you. And so he's like walking and like that. with like fields behind him. And there's like a really strange violin solo happening behind his. Narration. I want to record that for myself, so when I die, I can play that at my funeral. <laughs> oh, it'll. It's like a little intro. What people you will see be upset. May disturb you. <laughs> uh, enter foolish mortal. Isn't that what it is? <laughs> I need to watch that. It's been a long Ooh, time. Oh, we do since need to watch Haunted Mansion. Haunted it has Mansion been a, a minute. Also, Monster That's a House. Great Thanksgiving I have a movie. special place for it because we saw it every year at school. I think. It was so, a great fucking movie. Yeah, I was quality. proud of them for showing that to us, mm-hmm. um, especially because it was so scary. Yeah, uh, and it was a Catholic school. Yeah. Anyway, but the Catholics don't mind about fear. <laughs> Speaking of Ireland. Um, <laughs> It is so rich in history and mythology, it's difficult to know when one stops and the other begins. It's absolutely true. You pick up any book on the history of Ireland, it gets very difficult to see if it's a mythology or if it's a real history. Because they sprinkle in some dates, but then they also talk about someone who's slumbering under the earth and will return in a thousand years to fight the battles. And it's very hard to know what it is you're reading. That's a true thing that I have struggled with, is finding a history of Ireland that is in no way mythological. <laughs> I love um, that. Uh, the, the spirit other world of the dead is as real as the living, he says. Ireland is crowded with supernatural inhabitants. Yes. So, the first place I take you is Huntington Castle. Oh. This historic castle is the home of disturbing apparitions from another world and another time. Uh, specifically, it was built in the 14th century, uh, and it has been rebuilt and added onto throughout the years. And the most recent shot they showed of it, there was actually palm trees surrounding it, which I think is blasphemous, putting a palm tree in Ireland. Is it the only one? <laughs> it's, it's gotta be. It has got to be. Why? Uh, I, I, I don't I'm Odd, odd choice. Kinda, 
Well, it used to be when if you were wealthy, you would like bring in things where they would least thrive to like show how much money you had because it's like I can keep a palm True. tree alive. Like that's why I must be so. I have a mango. That's why pugs are a thing. <laughs> They're not meant look to what live. I can, look at this hideous monster! I can, <laughs> I can make live. <laughs> I have to clean um. its folds every day, but it's alive. Damn it! I have to wipe this bulldog's ass. Isn't it horrible to look at? But I have the time and the energy to do that. So, it's Castles. been rebuilt and added to throughout the years. And Abby resided there at one point. But so did something a, a touch older than Christianity. Repeatedly seen on the grounds and the fields surrounding... There's a group of men and women in a field, in long cloaks, walking across the field, to then suddenly vanish. In an area of wilderness called the U-Walk, and I think this is going to be the third spelling of U that you would assume, one being Y-O-U, one being E-W-E, the other being (laughs) Y-E-W. Uh, I think it's because of the tree, the yew tree. It could be wrong. Um, A lot of people have seen figures kind of like darting around, moving around in the trees. Now, in this castle, there's this crazy room. It's all stone, ground, and walls. They didn't show the ceiling, but it's a safe bet. And, um, And there's a well in this room. Stone, circular well. And then there's a bunch of like pagan effigy like like uh, things that look very pre-christian oh my god and um and it's an ancient indoor wellspring that's supposed to be like a sacred magical place that hasn't run dry in its hundreds of years of use Hmm. since the 18th century the castle has been owned by the durden robinsons the current owner is david durden robinson (laughs) (laughs) I'll include a short note about aristocrats. Um, A strange breed. Uh, uh, It's like... They always seem like I could just knock one over. But they're just so wispy and well-educated. It's a strange... It's a strange mix. Um, They're so detached from reality and yet... They're there wearing clothes right in front of you. Uh, <laughs> um, and this is the 90s. So a lot of these aristocrats like grew up like in like the f- 40s and 50s. Like they're like real. Like that was when pretty much uh, that way of life was already pretty much dead. Mm-hmm. But a few there were a few vestiges, a few glimmers keeping it alive uh, for the people that managed to keep them money after the wars. Uh, but aristocrats, when they live, when they're English, and <laughs> when they live in places like Ireland, Wales, and Scotland, they never have an Irish, Scottish, or Walish accent. Uh, they always sound the same. That's how you know that they're super, super aristocratic, is literally, they grew up in Ireland their entire lives, and they sound like this. Oh... Because they descended, they descended from Brits, and um, yeah, so that's just a little t- a little note on aristocrats. So let's meet up with David Durden Robinson, and uh, and Robert Robert and him are talking in like some library or something, and he says, "Have you experienced anything?" And he's like, yeah, I have several, but the most intriguing thing I'd say happened when I was about 17, which must have been 19. He sounds like old. the Duke from Moulin Rouge. <laughs> he's an aristocrat. He's the Duke. I could push um, him over. Easy. I'm seeing it. <laughs> and he'd kill you in a rage. Um, and so this, he's, he describes what happens to him when he's 17. I'd gone to sleep on the couch in the library, and when I woke up, the room was quite bright, and I noticed two faces staring down at me, and my 
body was lifted from the couch. They didn't touch me. They just looked down on me as if I was in their power. Aristocratic oh, indeed. David Dead Robinson. <laughs> you dirty boy. How dare you fall asleep in the library while you're doing your studies. I think you need to be punished by two bigger men looking down on you. Completely powerless. <laughs> um, fucker. He was... He was <laughs> He was having what's known as an outer body experience. And these vivid encounters attest to the existence of these otherworldly beings. But the question remains, Robert Hardy says, who are they and what do they want? Uh, Very to the point. I like it. He says, the answer may lie in Ireland's cruel history. (laughs) Uh, it's just like annoying. It's like the cru- Ireland's cruel history is in direct relation to when the British noticed it was there, uh, when they when the English noticed it was there, and that's when the cruel history really fucking begins. But to call the pagan history the cruel history, it's like okay, everybody, okay, so we all dabble in human sacrifice. I'm not gonna, you're not gonna call the history of the Mayans or the Aztecs a cruel history. Yeah, they did math. They were civilized, you know. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh. uh so, uh, da, da, da. yeah, he's so when he says cruel history, he's referring to the Celts. Now, the holy men among the Celts were the Druids, the religious leaders. They rivaled the power of Celtic kings, and apparently their powers allowed them to affect the weather and in Ireland could summon a mist. Oh, because which... that's rare. <laughs> I was spent an entire summer in Ireland. It was misty like eight out of ten days. Um, My lord. Still, I mean, they probably walked with confidence, so good, you, yeah. You know, yeah. good for them. Yeah. So they engaged in ritual sacrifice to the gods, such yeah. as it is. Uh, only the best people were chosen to be sacrificed. And wow, what a variety of death you could choose from. You could be burned in a wicker structure. You could be buried alive. Or a favorite, you could have your throat slit and your blood let to drain and invigorate and saturate the soil beneath you. I guess that's the least lengthy of a death. I really don't know. I don't know. I edge towards the burned in a wicker structure because I'm just curious. (laughs) But uh, I feel like once I figured out what that was, I would try to opt out. Um, I just see a long decorative, like a wicker magazine or blanket holder in a living room. Just a very tall version that I would just stand in. <laughs> or like when I'm kind of crouching in, but my head's peeking out a little bit. I'm too tall. My <laughs> gigantic copies of Good Housekeeping and like parenting quarterly are next to you in this like 1989 sunroom with a wicker magazine carrot yes a light pink blanket that's a bit too scratchy floral Mm. couch yeah (laughs) anyway uh so then uh robert hardy is like maybe david could have been looked over as a potential sacrifice while he lay slumbering in the library well the castle is decidedly attached to Celtic lore. The room with the wellspring earlier that I described is actually referred to as the Druid Room, and it holds spiritual significance, and it may even be the source of Druid visits. Ooh. Even though uh, the Druids were there about 1,500 years ago. Okay. And that was in 1995, so you've been... Yeah, it's about time for another oh, no, sacrifice. Oh, no, add exactly 23 years to that. And that's how long ago. Okay. So so that's what's going bump in the night for these poor, helpless, turned-on aristocrats bastard. by, the, um, by the, the, the Celts. But let's move on to Castle Leslie, and this one is really fun and interesting. So this one lies on the border between... I wrote Traitor Ireland and the other Traitor Ireland. So this is because they both think of each other that way. Oh. Damn Orangemen. Damn Irishmen. They they don't. Cause, so there's Northern Ireland and Southern Ireland. Not a lot of love between them. Um, 
but i met some northern irish i met some northern irish women we were doing karaoke together in cork and they were extremely friendly and adamant that i go up and sing amy winehouse they were really nice and i was like i am yeah i sing i'm from texas and they were like get the texas girl up get the texas girl up she's going next oh it was really nice and i was like oh okay that's so fun. yes i will sing <laughs> don't um, make me sing oh i i have a song I picked out <laughs> I, yeah i did i was very i was happy to do it uh so let's go to castle leslie and it's uh it's in county monaghan So this place has been the home of the Leslie family for over 300 years. In January of 1996, however, it was invaded by paranormal activity and a series of identical sightings happened of an unexpected ghost. So everything had been pretty much smooth sailing for a long time until 1996. Well, then that would make that documentary had to be coming out after 1995. Wait, not... Yeah. I got my timelines all messed up. I'm like, wait, would that be forward or backward? No, because... No, six is after That's okay. Five. You were very young when it happened. We'll let it slide. <laughs> um, born? Uh, 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 okay. So everything's chill for like 300 years. And then in 1996, everybody's reporting the same thing. So Robert Hardy meets up with this woman, Samantha. She's like my 90s style icon, almost totally androgynous. I think she is totally androgynous. She's like tall, thin, light brown hair, cut in kind of a boy cut, but with like, it's like a pixie, but with like bangs a little higher than the eyebrow and with like hair like down around the neck. Like it was like, it's like a feminine, very, very feminine pixie in the 90s. She always wears hugely oversized sweaters. And I'm just like, oh girl, like I'm so. Love I it. loved when, like, frump was the look. Yeah. Because like, this looks fucking cool. I love that. So, uh, she is the direct descendant of the Leslie who bought the castle. Mm-hmm. And she's basically, like, the mistress of the manor. Like, she's in charge of everything that goes on, which is actually a huge undertaking. And um, she's got this really soft, really wonderful voice. She does have a bit of an Irish accent, which... Makes me kind of appreciate her more. Maybe think of her less as like an, a weird, detached aristocrat aging in a tower somewhere. Um, but she she never uses her chest voice. It's all right here. And uh, she's just very calming. Anyway. Ooh. So he asks her some of the stuff that she's, if she's experienced anything. And she says, uh, well, yes, actually, uh, servant's bells will ring uh, when I know I'm alone in the castle and another time I was looking in the in the deep freeze behind the kitchen and I saw a, a dark figure walk behind me and I, I called to Alton my partner and I called out to him and and no one answered so I then realized that he was out of the castle at the time oh my god uh and over the next few months paranormal activity uh, erupted so one day she was alone in the castle kitchen And from behind her, she hears a strange noise, turns and sees a bunch, like a handful of orange pits thrown against the wall. What the hell? And she's just like fucking making an omelet. Or what do they make in Ireland? Some sort of terrible stew. Uh, You know, (laughs) (laughs) wringing the flavor out of meat for a stew. Um, Corned beef hash. Hey, that's excellent. I love corned beef hash. It would have to be drained of all flavor before it could be called an Irish meal. And I lived there, and I talked to a lot of Irish people, and we're all in agreement. They can do a breakfast, but any other meal. Oh, no. that's rough. It, it is. So uh, it's as if they don't believe they deserve any better. That's so Irish. But it's like, you do, and you can, and you have access to excellent dairy. And I just need you to saute an onion just for a bit and then just leave it. Just put the onion on my plate. It's got enough flavor and it's good. (laughs) (sighs) Nothing needs to be boiled. I Like, you don't have to boil. Like The amount of times that you boil food in American cooking, it's just pasta. 
I was just thinking. It's just pasta. Literally just pasta. It's like, how can I make this technically cooked, but not flavorful in any way? Boil it. <gasps> <laughs> anyway. Um, so all this stuff gets thrown against the wall and she's just like, I don't know what the hell that was, but I guess I'm going to go about my day. And then another time she's also in the kitchen. She's working on something. <laughs> Pulling out the earwax out of a pig's head and <laughs> scrambling it for supper. And, um... And a blender goes off. Oh. And it's not plugged in. Mm. Oh my god. Blenders are was, aggressive. If that was me, the next shot would be me throwing it out the window onto the castle And then me jumping in after it. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Ooh. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Oh. No. That's dangerous. So they rent out these some of the rooms uh, for guests to stay in, which is like the ultimate like LOL back at the the aristocrats who inherit these homes because often the only way that they're able to keep them going because they no longer have any income from the fucking serfdoms that they used to uh, benefit from, they now have to be basically be like, oh, isn't this old castle so beautiful and old and aren't I rich and isn't that funny? Why don't you come and gawk and give me money so I can keep it all going? You would be shocked how much that that is what is having to happen. That's literally what has to happen. Like, they have to be like, ooh, rich people, come gawk. Please, please. Because that is the only thing that is holding together That's this fabric insane. of illusion. That's It's expensive to keep a castle running. I bet. Yeah. The stone polishing, the <laughs> carpet beating, the, 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 the lawn shuffling. mowing in and of itself. Mm. Days to finish. Um, the palm trees which have no business (laughs) they have to be constant the amount of humidifiers we have to invest in for the palm trees we have five men spray it every day (laughs) just those fans that you like put water in and it's battery operated and you just cool yourself off (laughs) oh my god okay so all this weird paranormal, uh, this weird like poltergeisty stuff is happening to her, but then she becomes aware that <laughs> the same thing is being reported in one of the rooms where she's letting is she's letting it to guests. So, uh, first guests arrive. This is what happens. It's in the red room. They're woken in the middle of the night by a light. It's been described as a soft daylight. Oh, how nice. But it wasn't morning. Through the light, they see a man ah. looking in the chest of drawers. The image and the light then faded away. Another couple stays in the same bed a few weeks later. A light wakes them up in the middle of the night. They look over and see a man looking through the chest of drawers. Mm. Except this time... He looks at them and goes, shh, puts his finger to his <gasps> lips. And he's like, back to bed with you. Shh, I'm doing ghost business. <laughs> um, oh, my God. <gasps> a couple weeks later, a third couple is staying there. Middle of the night, warm light. They see a figure by the chest. But this time, he walks closer to the bed, the end of the bed. Gets in holds bed. up Spoons. Slowly <laughs> wriggles right between them. Okay. Kisses their little shoulders. Puts a pinky up each of their noses. <laughs> <laughs> and it was only Uncle Herbert who had wandered out of bed. uh no no (laughs) he he walks to the end of their bed holds up a scroll of papers and smiles then he turns and walks into nothing i guess (laughs) away (laughs) into the soul realm and they notice that across his forehead 
was a bloody wound. The reason for his appearance could be found in recent history. And when I say recent history, I mean almost within a hundred years. Hey! <laughs> I'm So, more than 200,000 Irishmen served in World War I. So, so sad, serving for the Jeez. English. God damn them! Anyway, um, <laughs> that's so annoying for me to say, fucking Wiggins, piece of shit. And they let me know it in Ireland, too. They said that, fucking Wiggins, you piece of shit. Really? So, no. I mean, their president was, last name was Higgins at the time. But apparently oh. you add a W and that's just, or you rearrange the sticks that make an H. And suddenly, I'm the enemy. <laughs> Uh, so they served uh, 200,000 Irishmen served in World War One, and Sammy the woman Andrade's woman who I described earlier is great uncle Norman Leslie daughter of Leonie Leslie was in his mid-twenties at the time and he signed up for service Uh, World War One happened in pretty much the turn of the century in 1914 they were very close and it was very difficult for him to say goodbye so he gets his little, nice little gray, beigey looking uniform off to fight. And his poor mother is left. Weeks passed. His location is secret, but they exchange letters. And, and then on October 18th in 1914, word spread at the castle that Master Norman had been seen standing at the far side of the lake. So the gamekeeper runs to the castle to tell Lady Leonie and several other servants had said that they had seen him as well. And they were like, well, we have to get the house ready. So they mm-hmm. they rush and they they turn his room over and they they get tea ready, preparing for him to come in. But an hour passes. And another. And his mother is just sitting by this tea tray waiting for her son who will never come. A week later, after they had, I guess, been mistaken, a telegram arrives. Norman had been killed in action in France, and the date of his death was October 18th, 1914, the day he had been seen standing at the far end of the lake. Oh my god. So they think that Norman came back to get one last look at his home and to say goodbye. So Norman's brother Shane went to France to search for Norman's body and to give him a proper burial. He ended up finding him, which is a miracle, honestly. Yeah, that's insane. Uh, and was buried in a church nearby. And Sammy says, I think that Norman felt a very strong connection to his home and to his family. And he wanted to say, you know, check in on everyone, make sure that they knew that he was okay. But that's not the last time that Norman was seen or heard from. Of course, the red room was his bedroom. And the papers were a clue. It goes deeper. (laughs) This is such a multifaceted story. Uh, So for many years, the Leslies were in conflict over the inheritance of the estate. And this is big shit this is a big deal when you've got an inheritance floating around all manner of scum comes sniffing up to the surface of the bog to see what they can drag down with them it's a very vivid metaphor yeah yeah i would say that as if i have any experience in such things as if i've ever been the executor of a will how do you use executor (laughs) executor of the will (laughs) i killed him and here's his will Um, I've no such experience with things. Uh, such as that. I'm just, just going to roll back the such usage. Um, so, <laughs> so there's conflict over the inheritance of the estate. That's a huge deal. Uh, and Sammy had been searching for an important document, which she had hoped would solidify their claim, but she couldn't find it. Eventually, she gave up. But after Norman's ghost was seen holding the papers after the the guests told her about this experience, she decided she might give it another go and go down to the castle vaults and look up all these papers. 
finally she's just like all right i'll just fucking do it again and she's got her whole stack of papers and and she gets her hands on one folder and she gets a weird feeling and uh she opens it and she finds the documentation that she needs to solidify the future of Castle Leslie and to keep it in the Leslie name. <gasps> British traders, though they may be. <laughs> um, uh, no, I, I don't know the history of the Leslies. I can only assume. Um, so, so it was because of her being able to see Norman or hear of guests seeing Norman that she was able to like keep Leslie, the Leslie Castle in their family and to keep his home as as he would have liked that's amazing yeah it's incredible and she said uh i very much hope he comes back to visit you his room will always be ready oh isn't that wonderful that's so sweet i know and they cast such a great guy in the reenactment he looks just like uh the real man uh it, it was great very soulful very world war one tragic i wonder if they're gonna keep letting out that room to people i don't know you think there's probably it's like the blue room the flower yeah. room i'm the, sure there's like, plenty it's a castle there's, i'm sure there's a few yeah well you'd be surprised a lot of castles are just like super cold and weird and the the a, a small portion of them is actually like fit for habitation because if you think about it a castle is really i mean if they're super old which i don't think castle leslie was but if they're really, really like castle, castle, castles, they were made to be a fortress. Like they were made to, to protect people in battle. You know, like yeah, they're not that's meant true. to be. They're not meant to be cozy and cutesy, or they're meant to be horrifically intimidating and to be a stronghold against um, what's it called? Invasion. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Now we go to Glyn Castle in County Limerick, which uh, what a fanciful county! Yeah, it 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 truly is not. Uh, From (laughs) from what I've heard about Limerick, it is not. Um, (laughs) um, But I did keep everyone heartily amused at the bars that I went to with the dirty, dirty Limericks I always had on hand when I was in Ireland. Because I was absorbing the culture. Now, Glyn Castle dates back to the 14th century. So this is near around the time that it would have been used as a fortress. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was home to the Knight of Glyn. Um, in the past, if you were nice to a king, uh, or he just liked your face, he was like, here's a title, here's some land somewhere where we don't belong. Take it. So- Have fun. Roll with it. Keep your accent, though. Let him hate you. Uh, and that's pretty much how that happened. And uh, that's pretty much what I assume of the Knight of Glynn. And it's a title that gets passed down patrilinearly? I don't know. It's It only goes to the first oldest son. Huh. Okay. Yeah. And that's how all these titles in England have been able to be maintained after so many years. Because they have such a rigid sexist system like it hasn't been splintered among siblings because it's like it's like well how much does taylor gets hat and then but james doesn't want to be in charge and then the, then mary can have the the land hold it's like no it it goes to james yeah and then james gets to make all decisions about it because that's james and he's 28 and you're 24 the end it's james's uh, so through through that James. kind of ridiculous uh, system, they've actually been able to maintain uh, their family lines in the aristocracy, which is like, uh, well, is that is that even a positive? Like, why? Mm. Huh, maybe we do want it splintered, yeah. but they keep a lot of really nice looking homes. So well, I'll give them that. From a purely interior decorating <laughs> position, really fun stuff. Um, great. So County Limerick, 14th century, Knight of Glynn. It was built in 1789, so the, the, the actual structure that they're working with is late 1700s. Um, and it remains in the Fitzgerald family and is a delightful Georgian masterpiece. Uh, but it was here on the night, on a night, known the night, no? <laughs> Maybe it was day. <laughs> <laughs> was it twilight? No, it was dawn. 
<laughs> no. Now? Noon. <laughs> it was a night in 1991 that two of the castle's most loyal workers went through the ordeals of their lives. The 90s were so active for these places. Well, I... Yeah, actually. It seems like not a lot happens except for, like, the odd, like... Oh, yes, I have a story. When I was 14, I stumbled upon a dead librarian and I never saw him again. Uh, yeah, it seems like shit kind of pops off. And I think it might... No, no, unsubstantiated. I don't know. So, enter Nancy and May, sisters. Cook and housekeeper, respectively. Two old Irish women... One, the cook, one, the housekeeper. Uh, technically, a housekeeper's uh, above the cook. I'm curious how that uh, hmm. hierarchy rolled over. Uh, had worked in service for the castle for over 40 years. Damn. Yeah. These ladies put in their fucking time. Uh, and if it was the 90s by the time it had been 40 years, then it would have been like the... Right? The... Wait, hold on. I don't want to make an ass of myself. It would have been the 50s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm such a fucking... How can I not... I, you I do. put pressure on myself you and do. then I get nervous. Yeah, I... That's why I got the degree, so people will just trust me. <laughs> don't worry. I, I did know. know that. I had you... You did need to get a degree before I had any modicum of trust for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, uh, it would have been the 50s when they started. Which would have been it's fascinating that they were able to have on a full-time house, uh, cook and housekeeper. I don't know where their money's coming from. Yeah. Um. There's probably like a gimmicky haunted house like in their stables Ugh. that they keep going. I swear to you, like it's stuff. It's stuff like that 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 keeps these places running. That's my least favorite. Yeah. Same. <laughs> my least favorite of the gimmicks to keep an ancestral home alive. Definitely a haunted house. <laughs> I'm very passionate about this. Um, so these two women, fucking characters, but not really. They're just extraordinarily Irish. They're so Irish, they're almost Scottish. I, when they talk, I, I, I struggle because it's something else, man. It's something else. Uh, and they had never in their lives had a paranormal experience. They just live their quiet ass lives of servitude. In this beautiful castle in Ireland, and they 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 sleep in the same room in two twin beds. Oh, isn't that ridiculous? They're like women in their sixties, and they're wait, yeah, gotta be <laughs> doing my little math. I'm like, wait, they're either in their like fifties or sixties, depending on how early they start yeah, working. Yeah, yeah. And they're in these two tiny twin beds right next to each other. Like, apparently they both were just like, well, never going to get married. Never going to have kids. This is just my life. My simple little life. And one room, like, they couldn't just, like, there's got to be another room. Yeah. Maybe they wanted to be together. You you never know, but. I've never had siblings, but I imagine if I did, I wouldn't want to be that close to them. No. They're not siblings. They're just friends. No. You don't. I have a lot of siblings, and I can tell you, you don't. (laughs) Um, Yeah. um, So they'd never had a paranormal experience in their lives until one night. So it's a night like any other. They're cleaning up after a formal dinner. There'd been a guest. So there's lots to do. Candlesticks to dampen and silver to polish and... I don't know, spittoons to empty. I don't, I don't know what you do after you have a formal dinner. Uh, and they turn in near midnight. And one goes right to sleep, but the other stays up and reads for a while. Which I'm like, that's fucking incredible that you do that. Cause she's probably got to be up at like 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. to do shit. And that's like a forgiving early time. Yeah. Um. Suddenly, she says, I... I'm really, I struggle with this accent because it sounds Scottish to me and then it's like soft and Irish. It's like, I was only just settling down for a bit. <laughs> like there was like hard R's. There's hard R's, but it's also Irish. It's, I was only settling down. No, that's Scottish. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I was only just settling down 
down about 12 o'clock when I heard her. Hairball. When I heard. Heard this. I'm just going to do Scottish because it's yeah. here. There's somebody coming up the stairs. Like they were labouring and not able. And I called to Una next door and she said she heard the banging too. And then Bedlam breaks loose. So the door, so she hears someone like they're labouring up the stairs. And then the whole room just goes fucking nuts. The door's slamming and the cabinets are being pulled open oh and slammed God. back. And, and the lights are flickering on and off and everything is slamming and going crazy. Until finally, I think it's like Nancy is just like, oh, ding, 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 ding. And then goes on and just like turns on the light. And the moment she does, everything stops. <gasps> That's so rude. They've spent 40 years cleaning. Why don't you wake up the boss man? So, um, she says, I would never again want the same experience. It was terrible and it was desperate. I, it wasn't Ireland, but it wasn't Scott. It was somewhere. It's the I'm, real I'm horror not, here. I haven't spent enough time stu- in this mm-hmm. learning with the most fucking Look at rural there. 1950s Irish county limerick accent. I'm not there yet. You'll get there. I will. I trust and believe. Hopefully it won't include spending too much time in Limerick. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll see. Um, and uh, and Robert Hardy says, perhaps another haunting in the castle could explain it. Sometime later, the knight of Glynn himself, the current one who inherited the title, discovered a clue. He learned that earlier the day the poltergeist struck... A group of tourists had been touring the castle. See? Gotta keep tourism going. Mm -hmm. You might be the Knight of Glen, but you gotta pay the fucking water bill. Had been touring the castle. Amongst the... (laughs) That's my new single. You might be the Knight of Glen, but you still gotta pay the fucking water bill. (laughs) Uh... Then maybe that'll be a saying that I say to people when I think they're being high and mighty. Mm-hmm. Well, well, you, you might be the night of Glen, but you better pay your water bill, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Puffin Stuffy Night of Glen. No. Uh, s- um, there, there's, there's a tour of the castle. Mm-hmm. Amongst the visitors had been a psychic medium. And although she had only come... To take a tour, her presence alone may have rustled up something that hadn't been rustled up in a long while. The Knight of Glynn, the master of the estate, was in love? Desmond (laughs) Fitzgerald found love at last. (laughs) (laughs) Could it be? It took a medium to know his hardened aristocratic heart. Uh, no, this man will die hardened. Yeah. Um, so they introduce Desmond Fitzgerald, and, and Robert is hanging out with him in the library, and he says, Now, do you think that Nancy and May, the two women that had this experience, mm-hmm. would you describe them as at all suggestible? And the Knight of Glynn goes, I can assure you that they did not make that up. It was plain in our faces that they were absolutely terrified. And the Knight of Glynn is like middle-aged guy, like very tan. I think of like a walnut. Like they're always like, like, oh, well, don't you get a lot of exercise. The shell well, or the inside? Ride your little horse uh, outside. Okay. You know, where it's like tanned, you know, like they're yeah. just like ta- ta- a tanned Brit. Um... And I'm like, well, you're just riding your goddamn horse while I'm scrubbing your bathroom. Paying the water bill. Paying the water, buddies. You might be the Knight of Glen, but I tell you this. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he had had an experience as a child that he thought may have something to do with it. Um, He was being read to by his mother when he was about 10 or 11. And he left the room to walk out into a hallway where there is this big staircase. And above the staircase, he looked up 
and there hung a rope in mid-air. He was shocked, and the rope filled him with dread unexplainably. He went back to grab his mother and to come up and say, Look, mummy, a rope. But it was gone. Robert Hardy goes on to say, perhaps what had happened a hundred years before had some bearing on that incident. Everything has like a back layer. It's so fun. I love that. Oh my god. In in 1867, the castle was undergoing restoration, which included painting the ceiling around the staircase area. Fair. They used heavy rope and planks of wood as scaffolding. Now... Mm. They're working on painting these tiny little detail things, and without warning, one of the ropes gave way, and the man painting couldn't save himself. He fell to his death <gasps> on the stairs. Perhaps okay. the trauma of that long ago event still was locked into the atmosphere, and that broken rope was hanging as a reminder to that snot-nosed little aristocrat, I died for these fucking tiny painted flowers, you little fuckshit. So maybe think about it. And, uh, and the Knight of Glyn Desmond. Desir says, uh, it was a long time ago, but I can picture that rope. That's terrifying. As if it was yesterday. My god. My so god. even if it even if it wasn't connected to what May and Nancy had experienced, There's there he had had a, a childhood experience in it, that car. It very well might be. He might have just gotten up from his fall, banged up the stairs, been like, I'm so mad, I'm still here. Here, <laughs> man. I don't know. Something like laboring to come upstairs—that's very scary imagery. That is scary. Ugh. And then just like two little old ladies, just like freaking out on him and just like scaring the shit out of him. Like I can't. That's so why. Like it I, is. I don't know. It is. I don't know if they're connected. It may not be. Will Desmond Fitzgerald ever find love? there's so many questions yeah i need answers um but i'm afraid your questions will have to go where all the greatest stories go in the fairy realm of ireland i I was trying to take it somewhere (laughs) trying to (laughs) round it out in a pleasing way you did it This was a history-heavy episode. This I enjoyed wasn't... this. Yay, I good. learned a lot, and I enjoyed myself. Ropes it was a concerning. lot of learning. It was a lot of was learning. Was it too much learning? No. <laughs> I learned too much. This will be another lost episode. <laughs> I tried, and I failed to <laughs> Episode two shall never be. <laughs> Oh my god. No, I love it. Yeah, that. it was a lot. I don't Ropes know. Ropes are I, concerning. Castles are concerning. Palm trees. It's all spooky, and it, I thought it was kind of wholesome and kind of no, sweet. Yeah, it's still pretty it. scary, but. The fields and the I, you mist. Know, yeah, the mist. Remember the, the weather. Mist? <laughs> remember, remember that the weather? The climate had an effect. The weather. That felt right. Not at uh, all. Druids. You know. I like the I, mist rolls through the plains. This story. Dissolves into time. <laughs> that attempts to be wrapped. Up. We'll get there. Uh, Put a little book. I, it's just like I don't know. I thought I was like, ooh, maybe I'll do a Dead Files episode because it's just after Halloween, and I was like, no, too, too spooky. I, I don't want to do that at nighttime. Number one, because no. we're doing a nighttime mm-hmm. recording, which we never do. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't want to do that at night, and I just don't feel like going to that dark. I feel like too. after all that Stephen King. And I saw the new Halloween movie, and it was pretty... <gasps> it was... I didn't really care for the first one too much. I know, I, I forgot. So, um, I don't know, is it 30 years later from the first one? Something crazy. Something like that. Jamie Lee Curtis was brilliant. I love her. I thought they did a really good job with the movie. I thought it was really good. You didn't like the first one? I didn't super love it. I'm not, like, an 80s slasher kind of person. Mm-hmm. But I really liked this one. 
Yeah, I'm not really either. I feel like an obligation to be because yeah. like this is like half our realm, but it's like really not. No, like, it's different. I'm like, if you want to ask me about like Martha Stewart 1998, like the special like version two of the scarecrows they made for the front yard, which can also double as a gift. Like, yeah, I've got a lot of opinions on that. Um, but <laughs> you know, I'm I'm here for like a wholesome, like sweet yeah. Halloween. Like, I'm not I'm not trying to like upset anyone. I don't need. Um, I'm here. I'm all. My upsettingness needs to stem from paranormal or psychological. I don't need stress. Just yeah. stabby stab stress. Yeah. Espe- yeah. And also, like, in New York, like, I think someone literally dressed as Michael and, like, unleashed sh- shots at- oh. on, like, a liter- like literally oh. shot at people. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm in a place where, like, murderers happen. Like, yeah. It's, like, a comparatively pretty safe city. But, like, I don't know. I'd rather be scared of ghosts yeah. when I know my apartment isn't haunted. Serial killers are real. Yeah. They're here. I mean, hey, ghosts are real. How dare you suggest that ghosts are real, <laughs> but they're not able to strangle me as easily as a serial killer might. Not as easily. <laughs> not all of them. They won't. Serial eat killers me. don't go away with sage and lavender incense and a Gregorian chants. It promises Although you that could I try. will leave soon. I promise. <laughs> Give me till the end of the month and I'm out of your hair, sir. <laughs> um uh but uh that's very cool that do you see you saw it in theaters? I saw it in theaters. It was a really good time. Wow. It felt like a really good women supporting rim- women movie kind of cuz it was Jimmy Lee Curtis, her daughter, and her daughter's daughter. And mm. it was pretty much just like Jamie Lee it was Jamie Lee Curtis, and she's kind of ruined her life from having gone through this whole Michael oh, thing. No, and that so happened. she, like, kind of, her kid thought she ruined her life, and now her kid's a therapist because she made her, like, super be prepared. She spent her whole life learning how to shoot, like, getting prepared for when it happens again. Oh, God. But it, the end was great. It ended up not being sad and stressful. It was kind of stressful, it was, it was enjoyable. <laughs> that's awesome that's really good that's really interesting yeah i i isn't halloween the yeah 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 yeah. didn't because the director carpenter did the music as well as directing it and he had like no budget and no instruments so that's (laughs) and it's the most iconic Yeah, and that's why, like, people are, like, chilled to the bone, like, about, oh, by that score. I and I, I had heard that he did the, the music for the new one, too, but I I don't know. I mean, he could be dead for all I know. I really don't, I don't know anything about this, like, horror. There's some new horror movies coming out in a few months. I saw a lot of ads for horror movies. I will never finish It Follows, and I don't want to move on from there. <laughs> Like apparently Hill House is really good and, and everyone's like <gasps> everyone's it's so scary. It up. Yeah, Even- and I'm like, oh, like I've never been fucking scared in my life. Give me ten <gasps> minutes you hear- alone with my spirit guides and my tarot. I'll get there. Did you hear about the Sabrina reboot? I heard that it happened, and then my French friend said that she consistently falls asleep to it. What's up? <gasps> well, I saw the trailer and I was I did not know they were doing it, and I didn't know the pentagrammy angle they were taking with it. Uh, I heard that it was kind of cheesy and a little oh, high schooly. It's apparently it's set in the same realm as like Riverdale. Oh, that's upsetting. <laughs> the trailer looked awesome. It's like oversaturated. <laughs> um, uh, what's it called? Teens, just like hot over. Like I feel like the color temperature that they film in is always just like so saturated. I'm like, yeah, all right. You guys yeah. look like John Carpenter. Let me make sure he's just not dead. <gasps> Not dead. Age seventy. <laughs> okay, yes, I think he did the. I yes, I think he did the music for um the most recent one too. Let me see. Yes, yes, yes. He's yes. the composer and executive producer for the horror sequel Halloween 2018. Mad props to him. What up? Oh God! Thank God I was right about that. I said I got the the mixed up like the other day, and when we were recording, I like said the wrong one. I was like, it's like it Halloween or like Friday the Thirteenth, but it was supposed to be like Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm like, they're all the foul fucking. They're all this, yeah. No, they're not, but they they're are. Not, like, but they are. To so people, not, it's since it's not our gig. 
It's not our. They're kind of the same to us, but if you if you come for a an an Irish castle versus any other fucking castle, we'll fight you. Well, I I will not. I will not go up against um, History of England podcast. (laughs) That's true. That's the they real deal. Shit. Although that guy is, he's so charming and sweet. I'm sure we would just have a cup of tea together and giggle. Oh. <laughs> just like joke about, um, I don't know, Northumbria. <laughs> 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 Cumberland. Uh, some words, words that he would know. Um, I think that's... <laughs> about it um if you have a scary story of your own email it to us at letters to camp at gmail.com um <laughs> uh you can like us on instagram and facebook for more updates and you should um and you should uh you you, you should also give us it. five stars and a subscription Yard and um and also five star rating subscription there's merch on redbubble there's merch on redbubble really appreciate some more reviews we got a lot of really nice ones and i'm uh greedy so yeah it's our and it's our good time of year 364 days till halloween let's do it (laughs) (laughs) hell yeah we start again for the plan Mm -hmm. um Spook Kingtoberfest uh, starts now. Dude, I feel like we should just continue with Stephen Kingtoberfest next I'm year because there's it, like yeah. so many other Stephen King. I feel like we should do what we did this year, which was a solid mix of mm-hmm. really well known and not well known at all. Because we still like, have Green Mile, which you haven't seen. So yeah. I need your first interpretation of it. We ha- I have never there's seen so Green many. Mile. I've never seen The Stand. Um, I've never seen The Stand either. There's movies like what is it tommy knockers <gasps> that was a great uh, book <laughs> you've read it of course you have. <laughs> um, um we haven't done any of the car ones we haven't done Misery. oh we have to watch maximum overdrive he we got acdc to do the the sound he was coked out of his mind directing it he so kept doing good. impressions of what he thought acdc co- doing that like we were walking around the grocery store and he kept going maximum overdrive and i was like is that a real song and he was like no but i figure that's what it sounds but it's believable (laughs) Uh, so we have so much to we haven't even talked about the shining like we haven't talked about children of the corn well we did that in trivia last year but yeah katie and i have just talked talked about about it so much we feel like we've spoken about it with you guys (laughs) I feel like I've sat in Stephen King's lap and had him read out The Shining to me the amount of times I've read yeah. and seen that movie. He's my Santa. Uh, wait, maybe Stanley Kubrick. I don't want to sit in his lap. No. I don't trust him. And he's dead. It's really weird. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, I guess all that's left is for you to have a spooky night. Filled with restless dreams. Haunted thee.